Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. Let's start the show. This is a podcast on the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com. Super Movie Brothers, episode 145, part two, technically, because me and Jay and my wife Lauren recorded our Super Movie Brothers movie cocktail for Game of Thrones, or Game of Thrones cocktail. It's a special episode where we- It's a special episode, let's just say that. Yeah, where we break down the entire episode of Winterfell, which is season eight, episode one of Game of Thrones. If you're not a Game of Thrones fan, you skipped that and you just came straight to this and then what's wrong with you because a lot of effort <laughs> went in it. i don't know if you know this but those cocktails aren't easy uh but uh and yeah, delicious and delicious so yeah there is that other episode that is 100 percent game of thrones themed but lauren sent me a meme this week and it it, it is me like this 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 meme was made for for me and other nerds like me i am chris pratt standing in the raptor pen with his arms up stopping three raptors coming in on him one raptor represents star wars the rise of skywalker the other one represents avengers endgame and the third one represents game of thrones <laughs> Here I am as a nerd, as a guy who just loves all three of these things and is geeking out over all of them. That is so fucking well put. Simultaneously, that is true. I am just like, please don't destroy my brain. Don't don't kill me like that. And that's exactly how I feel. I'm torn because like, this week was it was massively a massive week, massively geeky, massive I, week. I originally had told you like I only want to do the Game of Thrones episode this week. Nothing else exists this week. Game of Thrones is the shit. That's all there is. And then Marvel went ahead and announced a shit ton of news and then star wars went ahead and had its fucking celebration (laughs) and gave us so much so this episode me and jay are going to do a little bit of a discussion what have you been up to how you been how you been how do you do tip of the hat then we're going to get into our our news we're going to skip beers because we did a beer review in game of thrones episode so we got some amagong beers to review over there so there's no beer reviews here but uh we also have our trailer park breakdown of star Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, the official title, which wasn't even known until the minute that this trailer dropped. God, they know how to tease a dick so fucking well. It's so crazy. But before we get into all of that, Jay, what were you up to this week, man? It's been one week since you looked at me. Uh, you know, it's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, same old shit, man. I mean, you know, obviously golf. Same old shit, you slide dog. You, know, you went on a date on little, Saturday little night. little Friday golf, but obviously really what really what was uh, any different for me was going on a date. You did. And I had a lovely first date, yeah. and it was great. So we had a great time. It was just a dinner date. It was brief. She had to get up early in the morning, so it wasn't anything too crazy. And I had time to shoot over to your place because you were having a bonfire party, and that was a lot of fun. What dating app did you meet her on? Bumble. Bumble. Oh, Bumble. The day before it expired because I deleted you- it, and it, and the subscription was going to cancel like the day after we connected. So it was kind of a funny little thing. And For those of you that don't know, Bumble is the Sadie Hawkins of dating apps. It is where Jay puts his profile up, his pictures up, and he cannot message girls or do anything yeah. other than wait for them to message him. It's like a girl's version of Tinder. Right. No pressure Tinder. Right. No pressure. No pressure Tinder. Yeah. yeah. So um, you guys had a good time. And I, I, I'm happy about that. You, um, you, I hate those sites. So I usually give them like a week or two and I just delete them all the time. And yeah, got lucky. Got lucky with this one. And, you know, we'll see how it goes. But, um, you know, again, like I was told you guys before, I'm trying not to talk about my dating life no on Patreon. our regular Patreon it's episodes only. Pretty much a Patreon episode only kind of thing. Just because I just don't want casual ears just chiming in whenever they want to hear about all of my uh, personal biz. That's so right. Patreon's close friends. And um, yeah. I mean, anyone who, who joins and us on Patreon, we just, consider close friends. And so. loved ones, of course. <laughs> yeah. 
Because yeah. if they're, you know, patrons, they're loved ones now to me. Absolutely. <laughs> and then uh, you did mention, yeah, we did have a bonfire. We had a bonfire. It was a lot Improm- of fun. Impromptu. Like, uh, I'm just sitting there on Saturday. Uh, but thinking about it, I feel like the I feel like Lauren had such a good time. Oh. I feel like of all the bonfires that I recall, she just seemed to have... Or be more engaged and have so much more laughs so, and have so much more fun this time. For once, we weren't doing the thing where, like, when we have a bonfire, like usually when we have a bonfire, we we I'm not saying we cater it, but like we do usually put food out for people, and we do usually like I usually make a cocktail for people, one of the movie cocktails I usually right. make and serve the people. We usually go out and buy wines. This time we came up with the idea of just like not idea, but like we were just like oh let's do a cocktail, let's do a bonfire, let's do it. And I was like let's have some of our friends over, and we just put it out there to some people, and it was mostly no's up until like 7 p.m. and everyone's like yeah I'll be there, <laughs> I'll be there. So like we were like, oh, people are coming. We got to do something. So like I was like, well, I guess I'll buy beer like enough for people. So I went out and got some Yingling Golden Pills, which is delicious. Uh, Not crazy about it. Oh, uh, I like it a lot. I think it's slightly hopped and it's just it's it's a super crisp, just super super drinkable sip sipping beer. Like it's maybe just, after the second beer, I was just kind of like. Yeah. Eh. So, um, so it was, and then anyone else who wanted anything special, bring it yourself. My, my friend Eric came over and, uh, man, I, Eric and I have only ever hung out really at work. So having him there was awesome. One of the cool things was like, he shows up and his wife goes, Oh my God, you look so familiar as she's talking to, to my wife. And my wife's like, I have a twin sister. And it's like this weird thing that like twins hear this all the time uh, where it's like, I know you from somewhere. And it's like, no, you know me from nowhere, bitch. You know my twin. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what it was. Turns out Lauren's twin sister, Jeanette, works with her. So it, th- that was a cool little like uh, six degrees of Kevin Bacon that we had. That there, is kind of funny. It's like me it's and true. Eric are friends. We had no idea that my wife and his wife <laughs> had, have some sort of knowledge of yeah. each other. So yeah. that was kind of cool. And then we played, uh, of course, as always, Drunk Jenga. And you came so close to winning cards against humanity. So close. Early lead. Lauren, Took the early lead. And Lauren destroyed you. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It's very rare I, that Lauren is the funniest person uh, in a room, but she she, she pulled it off. She was firing on all cylinders. Yeah. I loved it. It was really good to see. Um, and it was a good time. And then we had a super deep, nerdy discussion with my cousin Fran in regards to Game that of was heavy and Star Wars. Like we That's <laughs> and when it hit the in the Star Wars, I was like, All right, I got to go. It's like it's like three AM hits and you're I like, had no idea he was that deep into it as well. And 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 he was asking some big questions dude, and I'm like he is, this is beyond me. I'm gonna go now. <laughs> he is super like subdermal nerdy. Like on the surface, you're like, This is just a dude. Yeah. And then like 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 we we knew from our um well he's very smart so right. he he's, he's got a good brain we knew from our friends giving when he was playing video games with us and stuff like that when he was here in this room and I, I remember he won one of the contests and i was trying to give him one of our digital downloads and he's like no i already own that no i already own that and i was like dude are you like a movie geek he goes super huge movie geek he's like i just i do nothing but watch movies he's like i don't watch tv he's like i just i just digest and watch movies and i was like no idea like we are related yeah grew up with you and i had no idea it's super cool but yeah we, we had a i think i think but in his world uh of his boys it reminds me of some of my friends like it's just it's it's, it's not something you talk about you know unless you really become like so what i realized buddy was, buddy with him he's reserved nerd because he has no one to nerd out with he has no one to geek out with right right so like when he's here, it's just like this guy doesn't judge me for this. This guy doesn't. This guy gets it, and yeah. I can nerd out yeah. with him. It's super fun. Love hanging out with my with my cousin Fran. But uh, yeah, it was a it, it was a great time here having a bonfire at, at the house. Love it. It's the beginning of spring, so many more. Absolutely, I knew it was going to be a horrible day. The next day it was going to be raining and miserable. Yeah. I was like, ugh. So, so can I tell you how sure. how old I am? Here's how old I am. Okay. I got a new lawnmower on. <laughs> oh, jeez. I got a new lawnmower last week. We're going there. I was super excited to use it. I have the Tesla of lawnmowers. Like, Do I, you? I have an electric lawnmower. I, uh, I've, I've been using a gas lawnmower for the past two years. I uh, I hope they've improved over the years because uh, my oh, dude, grandfather this, bought one ages ago and no, it was dog this is, shit. Dude, this thing is 
amazing. It is a mulcher, which is just like my last one, self-propelled, and it, it runs on like a 180-watt battery, I want to say. I think it's what it is. But it's, it's, well, that would help for your backyard because you got a bit of a hill. Yeah, it's a big old it's a big old battery and uh man it, it it cut like a dream like the last one used to get choked it used to get like choked up and stuff like that if i ran it through through high wet grass high wet grass on saturday mowed the whole lawn like it was nothing even had so much time after i mowed the lawn <laughs> that i went and i cleaned out the shed like i reorganized and cleaned out the shed well, like, hot damn right like super excited if you are like me <laughs> <laughs> you get super geeked out over the fact that you just got a new yard toy and you were playing with it. It was, it was good. It was good. I, I, I hear you. Oh, shit, I man. Mean, I was do- I was doing a lot of landscaping and edging and mulching and all that bullshit. I mean, my, my back was sore right. over this so weekend. So that's what I realized when I was done. And I was just Ooh. like, Lauren's just like, uh, we went to dinner. We went to uh, we went to a, a hibachi after, after I was done with my yard work and stuff like that. And she was like, are you all right? And I was like, my, my back hurts. And she's like, why? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I'm tired. Like, I'm worn out. Oh. And she's like, you're not used to doing yard work. Like, you haven't done it's yard work. Time. Yeah, yeah, you haven't it, done yard work in three, exactly. in three, four, or five months. Like, you haven't done any, you haven't done any manual labor in a while. So, like, true. now you're back into it and your body's like, why? I think I, I, think I slept for like nine hours yeah. after that day. He's like, I was worn the hell out. Yeah, my body's just like, it's just it's just blown out. You remember that scene in Creed, like, where he has that first fight where he wins against the, where he wins against that guy. And, like, he's like, so what are we going to do next? And he's like, whatever you want to do. And then they, they wind up back at Rocky's house and he passes out yeah. <laughs> on the couch. That's that's what it was. Or it's like, that's what funny. are we going to do? We're going to have a bonfire. We're going to go out to dinner. We're going to have some drinks. We're going to have some. Yeah. <laughs> fall asleep <laughs> that's yard work week one <laughs> all right man uh that's it that's what we're up to and we're week. old let's <laughs> let's get into what are you watching what are you watching what are we watching he's trying to watch some illegal channel oh, watching. no 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 go past this past this part in fact never play this again RJ, what'd you get down to watching this week, man? What do you want to tell everybody about? What was it that you watched that is just so worth discussing? Okay, well, first, I'll just get off the bad news. What's worth not watching is Hellboy. Um, You know, the first still, remember the first still? It was a beautiful shot, and I got really excited about the movie and the prospects of it. And then the trailer dropped. Not so much. It wasn't the worst thing. It wasn't the best thing. Well, so here's the thing with that trailer. Like, me and you even discussed doing a trailer park for it, and we both just went, nah, it's a fart in the wind. We know this movie's going to suck. Based on that trailer, we knew the first trailer. We knew this movie was going to be shit. So we never wanted to discuss it in the show because we knew it was nothing that either you or I were interested in. And it's strange because I'm a Hellboy fan. Like, I've read... I've read a few of and the, the fact that I went to the movie theater yeah. to see this. I know, believe me. I went to one a few, of those things. I read a few BPRD comics and uh, I'm not like a huge fan, don't get me wrong. But like I really liked the first Guillermo del Toro Hellboy movie. Uh, mainly for the practical effects that use of it and stuff like that. And the, yeah. the second one, I hate the story, but I love the practical effects use. So like when I saw this and I saw David Harbour in the makeup, I was like, huh, good job. And that's about it. Like, like yeah. David Harbour looks good. He feels right. And everything else around him seems wrong. Everything. So he, he, he had his grasp of what he wanted the character to be. I thought the written dialogue for him or maybe improv for the comedy moments sometimes hit and sometimes felt forced. Um, overall, it was just so fucking corny and CGI heavy. It just felt like one of those lame studio movies that was just thrown out there for a cash grab. And it's essentially what it was. And I walked out of the movie, Dave, honestly, after um, a little over an hour. I felt like but to steal- I was wasting my time because this movie is but to 100% steal, not mine. To steal a line from our friends uh, Duty and the gang over at Chicken Out Nerd, is it worth the 15% on the old fried green Rotten Tomatoes? Like, is it is it that bad? Yeah. It is that bad. Yeah. It's worse For than, me. It's worse to than- To me, because obviously I, I walked out. It's worse than uh, Fan Four Stick, the, uh, the 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 most recent Fantastic Four movie. I never even gave that a shot. Yeah. It, so it, is it worse than let's say Underworld, Blood Wars? Like, is it worse than that? Like, it's it's in that world. Put yeah. it that way. Okay. It's something in that vein. It's bad. 
It's just bad. Oh, you know what it reminded me of? Um, the Luke Evans Dracula movie. Right. That, That's that, what it really reminded me of in that corny that, CGI that heavy. Movie that was so bad that yeah. they that it was a supposed to relaunch the Universal exactly. Monsters universe. And I went, nope, not that, not this one. The Mummy with Tom Cruise. That'll right. relaunch it. That, that might actually be bad. better than this Hellboy. What about what about Venom? <laughs> Uh, I, Venom's better than this. Okay, yeah, it, it, it's it's like an insult for the viewer, right? And it's one hundred and twenty-two minutes, so. and I and I was seeing some people roll their eyes in their seats, and I was like in the IMAX show, and obviously I have AMC list, so like, you know, I feel like most of the people that I was watching it with, this was the first viewing. It was Thursday, seven p.m. You know, so they're either Uber fans or they're like me. We have this. It's pretty much a free movie for us, and I got nothing going on that night. Why not just go check it out? And 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 it makes sense that they didn't I hear unveil th- any reviews. I hear thir- I, I hear third theaters were empty come Saturday. So uh, I believe it. I believe it. So um, other than that, I revisited one of my favorite indie movies over um, the last few years called American Honey, and this one is written and directed by Andrea Arnold, and she is behind the movie that is uh, an unsung little indie gem called Fish Tank. Now, it stars it stars mostly all Meow. unknown people. Meow. The only well-known star is Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. And it follows, you know, a group of young people Mr. traveling through the mid Mr. middle America. Mr. Do It himself. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> just do it. Anyway. And uh, they're just selling magazines and they're just living their lives as uh, careless and, and you're unresponsible. Mo- you're recommending this movie? The, I'm, if you are a Jay's Indie Corner lover and you are a genuine indie movie lover, this is a must watch. It is nearly three hours long, but it is, as far as indie docu kind of style authentic filmmaking, this is a must watch because I think it's so well done dude. as far as coordinating a group of almost unknown actors and making them a Except family. Except for Shia LaBeouf. No, he's great in it. They're, they're, but, but, uh, they're great. You said mostly unknown. Oh, well, I'm Shia sorry. Yes, yes. And and also just having the music dude, be such a, 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 dude, you, you, a player I was into so, this movie. I was so sold on like this Jay's Indie Corner little little ditty. I was so sold on it. <laughs> then you said the, the dreaded words, three hours. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's basically like watching Nympho and Nympho two like back to back. I don't know. It's a, it's a little bloated. I'm not going to give you. I'm not, I'll give you that. But I mean, it's it's still a must watch for that kind of indie style love. Oh, I mean, if you like that kind of movies, Jay, definitely watch this. No, three hours long. It's not for everybody. I know that. But yeah. I'm just saying. You know if what? You is, are that kind of person. You know what's three you hours will long? Really appreciate this movie. You know what's three hours long? And it's free on Amazon Prime. Will be for everybody. It's three hours long. It'll be for everybody. It's perfect. It's, it's two long. hours forty five minutes. All right. Avengers Endgame, three hours, two minutes. Everyone's going to love it. <laughs> no one will complain about the length of that. I know. People watch know. this movie. I don't even remember what it's called. This is the opposite of Endgame. <laughs> it's the opposite of Endgame. <laughs> it's the beginning game, and it never gets past the beginning. <laughs> uh, so for me, man, this week, I actually, because of our top five last week, when we talked about favorite DC movies, I went back and watched the 300, and I oh, yeah. watched V for Vendetta, dude. Like... Uh, yeah, loved that movie. I have those DVDs. Still I love it. Check them out. Still yeah. love it. Uh, but really, the thing that I checked out was I went back to a time when a man that both me and you both love, respect, and hate at the same time. I watched Ridley Scott's Gladiator. <laughs> and wow, it, it it dude, it holds up to this day. Holds up. Those battle scenes are amazing. It, it the cinematography in it is amazing, and I believe it. I the believe only it. thing that that really I feel like doesn't hold up is yeah, it's almost twenty years old. The story is is a little cheesy. Like it is, it's a little bit more cheesy than I'd expect. And and, and I was like, oh, movie of the year, maybe not for two thousand, maybe not. But uh, it, was it, it Shakespeare in Love that won over that or something? No, no, Gladiator won. That was Gladiator oh, won oh, that okay, year. okay. Gladiator did win that year, and but man, for me, like just just watching it, like I was like, dude, like it's it's extremely visceral, like visceral. But then, like, I was, it just 
the story doesn't like it, it, it just doesn't hold up. I don't know what it is about it that, that just, it, it feels very Hollywood. Like it feels very, very Hollywood polished story where like they, they took no risks with that story whatsoever. And, and, and it doesn't feel personal. It doesn't feel like that personal. Like it feels like you're watching a historical event type movie that is completely made up historical event that never happened. <laughs> And I, I just picture Ridley Scott just being like, it doesn't matter. Just make the fucking blood look better. <laughs> you know? <laughs> make it more savage. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what I feel like. This is my comeback. Don't you understand? Make it look worse. Make it look better. CGI tigers don't hold up either, <laughs> by the way. Like, ah, uh, well, CGI in yeah. 2000. Uh, but I did watch something else. I watched something on Netflix, a new Netflix movie that came out. And it's called The Silence. And it is a sensory deprivation movie, right? Like Bird Box was like, oh, they can't look at the creature because they'll die. And A Quiet Place was like, you got to be quiet, you know, or the creatures will find you. It's the same thing in The Silence as The Quiet Place. You got to be quiet or or they won't find you. This, Jay, I have to say, I would probably rather finish Hellboy than watch all of The Silence. I'm going to be honest with you. I hated The Silence. I'm watching it, and the creatures don't feel real to me because they don't look like anything that's ever existed in nature before, but they're from Earth, deep inside the Earth, like these ancient creatures. So for me, like the fact that they don't look like anything that ever existed before bothers me in a way. Also, the fact that their story is very derivative of Piranha, 3D, where like, uh, you know, piranha exist, ancient piranha exist underneath this cave that's underneath a lake. And when the, when the, when, when, when the, uh, when the earth cracks from a, from an earthquake or something, they're all released. And it's very uh, much the same as that. Um, so another safe warning for our listeners. Yeah, uh, Stay away. Stanley Tucci is barely serviceable in it. I don't buy his, his acting. I don't buy his emotion of a man who's trying. Well, he's a great actress. He must have known this was garbage and just gave up. Yeah, and um, the girl from Sabrina, I I honestly don't even remember her name right now. She plays a girl who is recently deaf, but you know they're like, oh, we can survive this because we know how to be silent, and like that's the crux of the movie. We know how to be silent because we have a deaf daughter, and they keep saying that. But they talk throughout the entire movie. They barely sign at all in the movie. They have these scenes where like. They go into a pharmacy at one point to to get antibiotics for a character, and inside the pharmacy, the windows are all boarded, and the back door was closed, but still the creatures are inside, and everyone who is inside is dead. It's a bloodbath inside there. But watching that scene, I went like, okay, how did these creatures get inside? This apocalypse happened, happened so quickly that the windows are boarded up, but we can't make a sound. So how do we board up those windows without making a lot of noise? Right? Like it's little things like that, where it's like these attention to detail things are completely missed. They're completely missed. And I found myself questioning the movie from the minute it started. And I, I do feel that maybe I unfairly questioned it a little bit because it's so similar to a quiet place and a quiet place already did it so much better than uh, this did that. Like okay. I was picking this apart from, from the, from get go. But also there's like this society of people that exist in the movie who uh, are like, they're all about the silence. They're led by a reverend and they're after the daughter because she's fertile. And, and Jay, at that point, it's day three or four of the apocalypse, and already these people are starting cults. <laughs> and starting, like, I was like, it's a little soon, right? <laughs> like, how did you, how did how did this this mass of people oh, just God. give up their vestige of hope? <laughs> yeah, it's like, it it's just, just crap filmmaking all all it, around, dude. All it, around, it was. It was. It was just shit for the sake of putting something on putting something out like on I, netflix yeah I, and because netflix can get away with shit most right? of the time when something's on netflix or on amazon prime and i know you're already paying for it i'll tell you to check it out just for the sake of checking it out because you know what's it well we try to give them a safe warning right like, it costs nothing be, but this time. could be fun for some people but not for everybody but 
It's fun for no one. I swear to God, this is fun for no one. This movie is just garbage. It is garbage in concept. It's garbage in its script. It's garbage in its execution. The creature designs are terrible. Uh, The ending is terrible. The beginning is terrible. The every single character, they're not. It's not like they're irredeemable, but they're so poorly acted that no one can get behind anybody. I wished they all died. (laughs) Okay. Did you vent long enough? <laughs> and I remember Lauren being like, "Don't put this on before Jay comes over to do the Game of Thrones movie cocktail because I actually want to watch this movie." Once we started watching it, we were oh, twenty geez. minutes in, and she was like, nah, "I don't care. I'm going to go take a shower. I'm going to go. Uh, like, okay. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do. That. I don't care. This movie sucks." Like, good. good. So, like, even the average viewer, which is what Lauren is, is it's, who it's really kind of geared for, right? right? Who's not gear for us? Right. She was excited it's for people like Lauren that right. would usually get in, 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 into something like she that. She was excited for yeah. this. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Right, right. And it sucked. And it's just fucking terrible. Well, stay away, everybody. All right, Jay. Let's do it. The big, the big deal. The whole reason we're recording is because yes. so much news dropped this week. We got to get into our news, man. You all may be wondering, like, man, Super Movie Brothers seems super subdued tonight. We recorded an entire Game of Thrones episode before the we're tired. We're dying here. With some heavy beers and cocktails. I know. Like we're we're it's going for one o'clock in the morning. We're still recording about movie news this week. But we gotta do the movie news, Jay, because all the news that came out this week, a lot of it from 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 Disney. Uh, all this mo- all this news really comes out of Disney. And it all most of it stems out of Star Wars Celebration, which occurred over the weekend in Chicago. I watched most of the major panels. I followed the news very heavily. And one of the big things I took away from it was Disney streaming service will be available yeah. November 12th at a price point of $6.99 a month. What? $6.99 a month for the entire Disney vault for multiple Star Wars shows for multiple Marvel shows for just so many different things it is it, it, it it's only six ninety nine a month. They are looking to be a Netflix killer. Like I feel like they they want to. They won't be, but they're trying to be. Right is what and, I'm saying. And of course, they will be doing the same Netflix thing where every year or two they're going to be jacking up the prices little by little. They're immediately coming out of the of the gates of the gate lowballing, being competitive. Oh, is what I'm saying. Well, it's cheaper than any other service. Not to mention they still own two thirds of Hulu. On top of that. Talk about an empire. Look, FCC. They're, they're not going broke the anytime soon. You, FCC dropped the ball. <laughs> this is a monopoly. I am sorry to rule two streaming services and 60% well, of the movie going crowd. Guess and- what? Maybe Disney owns the FCC. <laughs> That's a very possible thing. It's true. That's how the world works. But that's the Illuminati taking over the world. And I'm sorry. I would like to. <laughs> I, I would like to tell all those all those people, those listeners who are against Disney, who are against all this stuff. I would love to tell you, like, I stand resolute with you. You know, I'm I, I'm sorry. Disney's been doing it well. I, I've been game for most of what they've put out. And as much as I would like to say, I believe that this is wrong and that this is a monopoly and that everything they're doing um, is is creating this singular vision of entertainment that I don't like. I wish I could tell all you people who think that that. But unfortunately, I think they get it right more often than they get it wrong. And they've been killing it over the past five, six years. Like they're destroying it. Well, we will see. Because now they're going to have a lot more hand in their own projects and 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 yeah. But look, no, they've had deep hands in all their projects. Period. Like just period. But I'm talking. I'm thinking. This is what am I? Okay, they're doing great with their properties. I want to know what they're going to be doing with original stuff, like new stuff. How they're going to do that? That's how I'm going to really critique. Disney. Jay, they've only shown you what they can do with their with their original stuff. They're recreating stuff that they already made that was original before. Aladdin, The Lion King, Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast. They're just going to remake their classics. That does not impress me, though, Dave. It's not impressive, but it's money making. It's money making, and yes, they're doing well. But again. I again, I will be impressed. Jay, shareholders and okay with Disney more if they're able to produce 
quality original content at least once in a while, Dave. Shareholders are all that matters, and shareholders are happy because money's being made. Money's being made. That's the shit that frustrates me. Yeah. It's just corporate America right there. Right, but you 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 look at film in and and that's exactly what the show exists. You look at film as this as this artistic vision. And I do. And the people who are making the films And as long as they're able to still make movies like that. But don't get me wrong, the people who are making the films still feel like you. The people who are behind the cameras, the people who are creating these movies, they still geek out. Like I watched John Favreau uh, during Celebration I get it. talk about. He I, talked for twenty minutes sure. about 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 building a model uh, for for the ship from the Mandalorian, building a rig for it, and building like the the passing shot so that they could get that shot of a ship in space just right and make it practical. He geeked out over filmmaking for twenty minutes during his panel when people only cared about what is the story of the Mandalorian. <laughs> but he still took the time to geek out over I, filmmaking, and I the appreciate that. People I do. working I, for I know. Disney, I know, making these films care about the films that you're getting care. They're about. just getting paid instead of not getting paid. Exactly. Right? So, but the people behind. It, who was giving them the money to do it to produce it they only care about that bottom line that bottom dollar and that's exactly what the movie industry has always been since its inception so i understand i understand um it, and and that is really happy i'm happy to hear that i really am it's just one of those things where as long as we are able to be able to have access to all kinds of different kind of cinema foreign original content independent filmmaking mid-budget movies so, which is becoming new more popular nowadays right. those things will um, exist you're just gonna have to seek them out more is what it comes down to but you're it, gonna have to seek them out i know but it's you know like you said it's a little scary with the monopoly with uh disney because let's be honest it is and it is, it is. And, no it is and 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 i think hulu is their risque brand you know but even still hulu is extremely weak I rail personally. I have access to Hulu. Thank you, Dave. And there's not much on there. I don't really seek it out very often. Nope, I don't go on there to just browse through stuff. I go, to Netflix, I go to Netflix. I go to Amazon Prime more than that. It's basically the Netflix leftovers of from last month, and then <laughs> whatever whatever they get, like they have the Bloomhouse films that are coming I'm out. Once a I'm month intrigued to see what terrible. they do with that. Like yeah. if they start producing more original, like I've been talking about stuff through Hulu. Not on Hulu. I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. You're right. going to get okay. you're going to get the Disney experience okay. on Disney Plus. They're not going to put a whole lot of money into Hulu. Um, I don't expect a, a whole lot of risque content coming to there. I feel like in five years they will. Maybe. I, it's still so early. I is, know. It is. But I feel like it has to. And for the for the grand scheme of things to grow and progress still forward over time. Next news story. All right, Jay, speaking of Disney Plus, there were a ton of Marvel announcements for for Disney Plus and for for Star Wars, so we'll start with the Mandalorian panel that I watched that came out of celebration. Um, Pedro Pascual was part of it. Carl Weathers was part of it. Nick Nolte is going to be part of that. Uh, made by John Favreau and Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni was the showrunner for not one but two separate Disney animated series that are much beloved, and now he is in charge of Clone Wars season seven. Mm. But he's also an executive producer on The Mandalorian, which is going to, as we learn, take place five years after Return of the Jedi. It will follow Mandalorian Warrior and his adventure to chase down some MacGuffin, they won't say what, for the Bounty Hunters Guild, who Carl Weathers is in charge of. And that's what we've learned about that show. It uh, will premiere with Disney Plus on November 12th, I think is what I said before. November 12th. And it, it has done everything to excite me for Star Wars moving forward. But not only with that, we also got the confirmation that there is a Hawkeye series in development. Wanda and Vision series in development and the final confirmation that yes they are making a falcon sam wilson and bucky barnes the winter soldier series that are all going to be coming to disney plus boy not to mention the announcement that alan tunic will return as k2so in the rogue one cassian andor prequel series for rogue one on disney plus dude it's getting heavy, man. It all makes sense when you think about it for our next news story. Bob Iger, Jay, has announced 
that Star Wars films are going to take a little bit of a break now. After episode nine has come out, they've decided that Star Wars might become a little bit oversaturated with so much Star Wars content coming to Disney Plus with the Clone Wars animated series, Cassian sure. and or prequel series, and also the Mandalorian, plus whatever else they have in development because they ain't telling you everything yet. And the previous disappointment was Solo. We'll talk about Solo a little <laughs> bit more, Jay, when we get to our trail park because our trailer parks for the rise of the skywalker yes but we'll talk about we'll talk about that a little bit more just just a, just a smidge okay but that wasn't as big of a failure as everyone thinks it was it still made no, a studio no, 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 money. No, but i mean in their perspective it still and i think in everybody money. else's um viewpoints it, it was a little too soon and right. it didn't quite hit home um the world that everybody loves but there's a but there's a ton of like news that came out here and i i think Disney is right to say like I, I like I'm I was I was actually happy when Iger's like there won't be a Star Wars film in 2020. There won't be a Star Wars film in 2021 probably. We're going to take a break. It's time to we're going to have so much other Star Wars content to whet your appetite that what is the th- there is no need. Plus, Kudos. not to mention, if they're releasing the films, they're cannibalizing their own their own startup. They're cannibalizing their Disney Plus because for those huge Star Wars fans, for those oh, I'm sorry, not huge ones, but for those Star Wars fans that kind of hang out on the edge of it who are looking in and they're like, "I love the movies, but I never got into any else if if they can only if they can continue to only get star wars content through movies then there's no reason for them to join disney plus but if there's no star wars content out there in the theaters then people are going to have to join disney plus to get their star wars content coming directly and also all all the kids you gotta think about the kids too They're going to be starting with all those movies, animated, everything, um, and just have free reign to just digest all the content that they want. It's it's fucking crazy right. to think There's about. There's multiple I mean, layers to this, but as a fan, I'm kind of happy that we're going to take a step back from Star Wars because one of the biggest things. I agree. And we talked about it. some breathing room. We talked about it in the Game of Thrones episode, waiting two years for Game of Thrones just made this fever pitch yeah. for me that was so big. You know, waiting between. It 19- was tough, but it wasn't that bad, right? right? Right. waiting between between 1983 and 1999 to get a new Star Wars movie just built this fever pitch that was just so massive as much as people were disappointed by the Phantom Menace initially just leading up to it the fan service and the fan love and everyone being excited for it is just it's just so huge I'm going through it right now on on Good Morning Rose Isley with Wes you know we're talking about like this this build up that we're feeling and everything like that and I, 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 I think there's no feeling that can really replace it other than maybe the day you get married and the day you have a child so like i don't want to i don't want to say it equals that but like it's up there okay. <laughs> but, it's, but it's up there you know like getting a new star wars film is like it's a big deal but like when you get them all the time it doesn't feel like such a big not deal. as special and me yeah. and you even talked about this because after we watched the rise of the skywalker trailer we watched i made you watch the force awakens trailer right Yes, you did. There was much more shock and awe. In that it. was that was smart, Dave, because it did make me realize right. that. I mean, Th- that, that when you saw this trailer, it's you're, not the same kind of trailer. It's not the same. It's not the same. No. It doesn't build you with the same type of anticipation. It's given you a lot more. It doesn't. It doesn't give you that Star Wars butterflies and geek boom, like yeah. that, like the geeky kind of joy, exactly, and excitement. Exactly. So. Next news story. David Harbour, you saw him this week in Hellboy. I did. And you loved every minute of him in Hellboy. Well, (laughs) that I saw, perhaps, maybe, sort Uh, of. He's been cast in the Black Widow film. No one knows what the role is, but Black Widow film's happening, and David Harbour is in it, baby. How do you feel about that? Uh, a little surprised. I'm just hoping that he's not going to play like. So here's the thing. That's another th- cop with the same kind of like. That's the thing. Like I think personality people, that he always has been having recently. I think people um, see him as this extremely like funny guy, and like, he is. He is. He's ex- dark. He's I ex- listened to him on uh, Mark Marin in the podcast, and right. he, he's been through some shit, and but, he's got a me- he's got mental issues what? like legally. Everyone knows. <laughs> has a clinical mental issue when you think about comedians every great comedian always comes from a dark pa- 
fast. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like pain right. equals right. comedy. Uh, but for, for David Harbour, like when I watch him, I see a guy who, who balances that. Like when I watch Stranger Things, he cracks me up, but then he also hits me with some extreme feels, especially in the moments when he's dealing with Eleven and stuff like that. Yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm kind of hopeful that they're not typecasting him with this role. And I hope that he's not playing, like you said, like another cop or like another, another comic relief type character and stuff like that. I hope he's not hamming it up for the camera. Like he does in Hellboy. I'm really hoping that what we're getting from him is something kind of completely different. Cause I think the dude's got some range that people aren't giving him credit for. Yeah. I hope he plays a spy like some kind of credible spy I think so. along with black widow and i think he would be i able think to he's do it. gonna be playing an american spy for shield and she will be a russian spy i think this is gonna be a past story i think and, it's gonna be in a past and again hopefully he's not like a doofus hopefully yeah. they're it's a good two-hander um you know give well, him some respect at least as hellboy you're gonna need two hands to handle him <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what you say. Hellboy's still a cool character. It doesn't matter that he had oh, a bad yeah, movie. For sure. We've all gotten bad movies for our favorite characters. Yeah. Uh, dude, so much news this week. So much stuff coming out. But the biggest of it is Hellboy sucks. <laughs> Disney Plus is only six ninety nine, November 12th. Yeah. And more Star Wars than you can shake your, your, your two-fisted Hellboy dick Look. at. <laughs> it's a good time to be a movie geek. It's, dude, it is... That's what like I was talking to someone on Twitter and they were just like when I was I was talking to them about like the the Star Wars trailer mainly which we're about to get into uh, and, and they were like what a fucking great time to be alive and I was like is it though and they were like no it is and I I had to like they actually made me think about it because I'm I'm a pessimistic person right like I'm always like sure. I'm always prepared for the worst and like they were just like no dude you're getting a new Star Wars movie this year. The 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 really the first main storyline from the MCU is coming to a close, and we've never now, been more. Let excited. me ask you this: If you were if you were your um, your daughter's age, do you think you would have been or become the same kind of fan as you are now? No, no, I don't think it's possible. No, there's too much. Yeah, there's too much. Like when I was a kid growing it's just up, too much available. I right? latched on to like a few things here or there, like Indiana Jones, Star Wars, like mm. Jurassic Park, like Back to the Future. Like there were things that captured my attention, but they were so few and far between that th- the way that but also my- we, we grew with the technology too. But you know, but, the, but like but like the way like I grew with these films was like I didn't get another one for a while, so like I had to obsess over the sure, one that sure. I got for yeah. so long. Right, I had to seek out other material to like feed that need where like today there's just so much material out there that like when i'm done with one thing i can just move on to the other one and that's exactly the way my daughter is i see her do it all the time you know yeah, like that's just this generations you know right like 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 this this week it's charlie's color form city but like last <laughs> week it was trolls and before that it was barbie and then like there's something new every week with her and like for me when i was a kid it was just like star wars and then, like, my mom's like, what do you want to watch this weekend? You're home. It's Sunday morning. It's rainy. What do you want to watch? Star Wars. Well, we just watched Star Wars last week. Yeah, but we didn't watch all of them in a row. Let's do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, the, the, I, had to, I had to digest these things in a way that forced me to overanalyze them just to find new ways to love them. And mm. I, my, my, my daughter will never have that feeling, I don't think. And I don't think – and that's not like – I don't want to be like, you know, the, the older millennial being like, you no, know, but, but you it, kids don't know what it was like to dial but, your but home a, phone a, number on a telephone sure, or a sure. rotary but, dial. But it's, it's a fact of, of nature, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just – nature right i mean it's almost impossible for them to have that kind of experience unless you force them to only watch right. this movie wait another uh nine years until you get this another movie and then you have to wait another time star wars fans they Come waited they, they, they waited 27 years to get the to, to, to get the phantom menace before it came out right yeah, yeah. my daughter will never will never know that she'll never know that she'll never know that feeling she'll never be a fan of something fervently allow enough that when it when it comes out the she will be like oh my god it's finally here yeah. but to be it's said like me with the before series every nine years i get another before every movie. nine years i get another before <laughs> movie right we're only what now five years out from another one uh, you know, i think less than that four I years think, i think we're closer than you realize yeah, yeah. We're four years it's, out it's, from a new one it's getting there they're almost there we'll see we'll it's gonna see. one of them's gonna get cancer in the next one jay <laughs> <laughs> thanks dave the winter of life that's what they're gonna be in winter's coming anyway <laughs>
That's going to do it for our news, man. Uh, we are going to get into the big reason that I made Jay stay late until 1 a.m. to record. We got to do a trailer park, man. Thomas Iannucci. Drop that beat. You just... The poetics is Poetics bring the drums in. Cut the beat and let the music play. No trailer park. Shout out to Dave and Jay. I don't serve, but there's a new wave. We've been on since God saved the right style. I don't want to flow until I know that the bass drop. All right, Jay, we're here. We got solo last year. We didn't get any new Star Wars film for, for 2018, really. And now we are here. Uh, we have episode nine has been not only announced, but we had a big panel on it. People discussed it. Shit went down. Star Wars Celebration was a big fucking deal. I wasn't able to make it there this year because I need to take days off of work and spend money to go there. Chicago's not far <laughs> from us, though, but I still I still did take my lunch hour to watch all of this Star Wars panel. And if you want to go super in-depth theory-wise into episode nine, you're going to have to go check out my breakdown of this trailer with Wes from via VHS for Good Morning Mose Isley because we go super deep Star Wars. So if you're that type of Star Wars fan, go over there to check it out. But if you are our type of Star Wars fan or Jay's, Jay's type of Star type Wars of fan, then this is our trailer park breakdown for Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> on all we know. A thousand generations live in you now. But this is your fight. When Luke says that, no one's ever really gone. Holds two meanings for me. Carrie Fisher's never gone. She's mm. she's never going away. They even found a way to... And I, I love this, and I, and I said this on Good Morning Was Ozzy, but I'll say it here again. She's the only person that I know that in death can majorly change the world. Because they had originally centered this movie around Leia's character. Her right. death really screwed that up. They had to find a new way to work this script around the scenes that they had. She still majorly influenced Star Wars, even in her death. They had to because they uh, like they would not have done this no. if they couldn't pull it off. If they couldn't pull it off, yeah. I don't think so. And um, just the knowledge that none of this is CGI, like that moment where Ray is hugging is hugging Leia, and there's a tear rolling down Ray's cheek. That is from... They confirmed there's no CGI. No, no, there's yeah. no CGI with her. There, that, that, is, that is a deleted scene that is lost footage from The Force Awakens and some of it from The Last Jedi, but all sure. of it is her, acted by Carrie Fisher, and uh, they, they, they still hold Leia as important in this. Uh, secondly, no one's ever really gone. You expect that to mean Han, right? Or Luke, at least, maybe? And then you hear that laugh. 
As a, as so when I first saw this, I was watching the live stream of the panel. That's pretty accurate. And Ian McDermott comes out, and he's he's the actor who plays the emperor. He comes out and says nothing. The lights come on, and he's standing there, and he's holding a microphone. And everybody is first shocked to see Ian McDermott there. He says nothing else, but he puts the microphone to his lips, Jay, and he goes, "Play it again." <laughs> And Damn. they play the trailer again. The lights go out and they play it again. He showed up to Celebration in Chicago all the way from, from, from England just to say, play it again. So no one's ever really gone. So the Emperor, no matter wow. no matter what, whether he's alive or whether there is some Force Ghost available with him or whatever's going on with it, he has a major role in this story. Uh, and for me, I watch it and I, I, I think it's that laugh is maybe not, maybe not Ian McDermott's in this film, maybe, or, or, or even maybe the emperor is not a huge part of this film, but either way, some part of his legacy, some part of what he's done will, will have a major impact or hold, or, or hold some echoes of his past. Sure. Into some here. degree. Some degree. Also, if you play the video game, Star Wars Battlefront there, he actually has contingency plans to exist after his death where he actually has droids, robots that come around with a vid screen on them that actually give out his final orders and stuff like that. So it's possible that Ray and team have to find some artifact or come across one of his final orders and have to stop it. There's a lot of different reasons that, that he could be in this film, but just the fact that he's here is pretty intriguing because other than Darth Vader, he is the biggest bad, right? Like he, sure. he is behind Anakin's turn. He is, he is the catalyst, or, or or at least the puppet master that has been behind everything that has happened as we know of Star Wars. He's just fucking. Now. He just looks evil. He's just so good Ugh. at being it. The laugh is so perfect. Uh, beginning of this trailer, Jay, we see Ray standing in the middle of the desert. We don't know what desert it is. Is it Tatooine? Is it Jakku? We don't she know. Looks tan. Yeah, <laughs> she looks. She looks. Uh, <laughs> Been there for some time. Uh, she she has uh, on her belt the lightsaber, Anakin Skywalker's lightsaber, given to her by Maz Kanata, and she's rebuilt that lightsaber. And uh, what I took that as was one of the trials of the Jedi is to build your own lightsaber. Uh, not a lot available to her. She rebuilt one. Therefore, she has completed a trial of the Jedi. We know that she still has the books that Yoda, so the the page turners, they were not that Yoda supposedly burned in the last Jedi, but we knew that she actually rescued them and put them right. on the land Falcon. So she has completed a trial of the Jedi now. Mm. Uh, and she is being run down by a tie interceptor. And who is piloting that? We do not know. However, there was a, a screenshot that was put out of Kylo Ren flying in a cockpit and we see the the red background of that cockpit. It looks very similar to it. I'm not saying Kylo Ren's flying it. I'm just saying the cockpit that he was in. It's in a that, big set piece though. Yeah, so is. it could be. It could be. It could be. Uh, we're also seeing like a little bit of display of Ray's growing prowess. So for all of you who called her a Mary oh, Sue, yeah. she's actually having to learn to use the force in a much in a much greater way at this point. And man, we get we get a lot of imagery in here. We get we get Kylo Ren you Using one of his cross guards there to stab a, a, a random baddie in the stomach. And that was really cool. Really a lot cool. of people think that's a that's a Knight of Ren. I don't think so. I think that is the First Order enacting their tyranny over the galaxy by invading right. planets. I think the music throughout the whole trailer was very, um, you know, moving. But also, I think they went with the route of bittersweet because it, they even said it, it's the end. You know, towards the end, this is it. This is it. Um, so I think they went with that musical route. They didn't go with well, like, the, like for example, what you it, showed me, the it, Force Awakens. It wasn't teaser. classic Star it Wars. It wasn't classic Star right. Wars vibe. It was that bittersweet thing. Like, no, it was, oh, look at our character. What it was was this is where they're at now. And then also, this what is I, it. The what final I noticed chapter. about the score is the score is the crescendo of of a score. It is it is the it, it is the the big reveal of a score. Like when a score is. Muted and it comes in low, and then it hits you with that. Bah, 
bum, bum, yeah, it's, bum. it's beautiful. The I mean, entire well theme was that, um, and it was it was very loud. It was you know it was very it was very ever present that this is this is a this isn't a build up. This is the end. This is the crescendo. This is what they've been building towards, and I really want to sell you on that. And uh, so other other than that, we get the images on the screen that says every generation has a legend. Those are the same words that appeared in 1998 when the trailer for The Phantom Menace came out. Just several, I guess several, I guess it would have been 1999 that the trailer for that released and and that was coming out. And every generation has a legend. Anakin was the legend. Luke was the legend. She's now the legend. And uh, that's... For me, like just seeing those words, I was like, "All right, they're they're building towards something here. There's something, there's something here with with so much more meaning towards the the Star Wars galaxy and the Star Wars universe than we could probably possibly imagine." So uh, it's it, it, it's it's a pretty big deal. But we also get the voiceover of Luke in that scene, where you know a thousand generations of Jedi exist in you. Um, and you know his narration continues throughout it and what i got from his narration though was remember the last movie the past has to die let mm-hmm. it go burn it if you have to but this film seems completely this trailer seems completely reverent of the past images of 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 you know skiffs flying over the desert remind me of return of the jedi uh we we get an image of the death star for christ's sakes jay and wreckage of it sure but it was really really cool looking it was, it was good scope. super cool looking and yeah. a lot of people are wondering whether that death star imagery is it yavin is it the first death star is it the second death star a lot of people feel it's the second death star because there was some concept uh, art that came out long before the force awakens came out of someone swimming underwater into the emperor's throne room and stuff like that so there's this idea that this is built off of george lucas's original story for episode seven and that they are whatever MacGuffin they're going for is inside the throne room of the Death Star but that would mean if it's a throne room that it's the Death Star 2 and that that is the forest moon of Endor or as I said on Mos Eisley pod on Good Morning Mos Eisley that it's possible since Endor was a forest moon there are other moons to Endor and the wreckage could have fallen on any one of them, but it still could be Endor. Uh, but let's let's just move uh, away from from that because that's all you know huge speculation right um we're seeing a lot of like desert footage here and one of the things like i noticed was like finn while he has a new outfit an outfit that's completely his own he's not wearing he's not wearing a pose jacket anymore but he still is carrying a vestige of of his past he's carrying ray's staff he has ray's staff in his hand that's his weapon well just solidifies he's her bitch yeah (laughs) (laughs) i i think it's i think it solidifies uh, his identity as a character in a way where he never had an identity until he met these two people that's true i know and, and and that's really what and it's he still has of. a lot of growing to do and he does um i think his story arc is going to be he's, i hope he said a on, lot better than the he previous said on movie. the panel this is the first time you're going to see you're going to see finn taking things into his own hands good like he's going to good. be doing things that are you know it, 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 as much as it's ray's story it's also his story it's also Poe's i think story. so as well they yeah. are for the first time splitting the story together they're all going to be on this journey together good and i think that that's that's a big that's a big deal i i I think it's a big deal because that's that's the one thing hopefully they do it justice that's the one thing we've been lacking right like like in in a new hope it was han luke and leia escaping the death star death star blows up but in the force awakens it was it was finn and ray right like poe was on the outside and then in in the last jedi it was Finn and and Poe, and then Ray had her own thing going. They've never been together. They've never had an adventure together. But these are our are, are, are three main leans. These are our Han, Luke, and Leia for the story, and we've never gotten them all together. In fact, Poe only just met Ray at the end of The Last Jedi. Like that's when he first saw her face. That's when he first knew who she was. So for, like for them to be together is kind of like a big deal. This is their 
this is their their final showdown with everything. Um, the one final image that I that uh, a few more final images I want to discuss with this trailer. We see I don't even want to say Leia's hands, but we see hands that look feminine and old. Hence, could be Leia's holding the medal that was given to Luke and Han after the first Death Star on Yavin. Sure. When I see that, the first thing I I think was, God, she better give that medal to Chewbacca because hasn't motherfucker owned it by now? Hasn't he earned it by now? Like hasn't motherfucker he earns more respect? It? Yeah. And he hopefully he gets shit? it. He he gets something. Hasn't right? he earned that shit? But I give that shit to come on, family dog done. But his it's job. nice that they're tying in the first movie. It is. You know, they're tying in everything here. Is well, what I feel obviously, like. but I mean, you know. Hopefully a little bit of everything. And this trailer was also tons of rumors about it. Tons of people talking about it. Will Billy D. Williams be back as Lando? We get it here. Confirmation. He's back. In the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, flying it with Chewbacca next to him, taking over. Gleefully. Much in the way that he did in Return of the Jedi when he flew the Millennium Falcon. The only thing I got to know about Billy D's appearance here was, A, did he raid all of Donald Glover's wardrobe? Because the wardrobe he's wearing is exactly the same as in Solo. It is the It is the yellow shirt. With the with, with with the same cape, like he looks exactly in the same outfit that he was in, minus mm. the scarf. Nothing wrong with that from from Solo. No, I mean that that tells new fans, like new fans, like that's who this is. Like that's how you know that's who this is. Secondly, does Lando travel with Plan B pills? Because I feel like just him being here, he's already impregnated half the galaxy. <laughs> Damn straight he has. <laughs> That's what I wonder when I see Lando. And I'm just like, we also on the where's panel, that dick been? <laughs> <laughs> on the uh, on the panel at celebration, there is Naomi Aki, and everyone has been wondering whether she is Lando's daughter. People have been wondering that, like whether she is. She refused to kind of answer the question, and she says, "Who knows? Lando is a playboy. He could have many kids across the galaxy." Good response. A little cheeky, but uh, it, it, I do think she's lando's daughter i think they're they're going to complete this generational gap with her and bring bring our major players all together and their children and we're going to move forward but jay let's talk about this this name let's talk about this this title the rise of skywalker who's rising who's the skywalker that's rising is kylo going to turn to the good will he be the skywalker that rises we know his last name's technically solo but he, uh, his mom is also a skywalker even though she's always gone by organa will he take on the skywalker name to allow that lineage to move forward is is skywalker ray is ray's lineage secretly hidden in the Skywalkers? Is she a relative of Skywalkers in some way? Is she a relative of Palpatine? What Skywalker is rising? I think it's everybody. I think it's just the idea, the the the, the myth of it all. In a way, the I idea think of it right. all. Uh, and I think there's something in lineage with that. The big more rumor, than anything. The big rumor is that uh, Skywalker will no longer be just a name. It will no longer be just a legend. There will no longer be Jedi. We know the Jedi are dead. It's time for the Jedi to end. We heard it all throughout The Last Jedi. Um, and The Last Jedi may have been Luke. And Rey is not a Jedi. Rey may be yeah, a Skywalker, a sure. new form of Jedi. Like, sure. And they will move She forward, very well could be. And they will call themselves the Skywalkers. And it's very possible. Um, but I think it's also very possible that the rise of the Skywalker could be very similar to Return of the Jedi, which the Return of the Jedi was Anakin returning and and taking on you know being the the chosen one and destroying the emperor destroying evil by allowing himself to die and killing the emperor it could be that the rise of the skywalker is kylo reclaiming his his name or 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 you know the good side you know he could return there's a lot of different things like it's amazing that this trailer gives us so much to geek over but gives us nothing story-wise i love it i absolutely love it it isn't good in that in that regard it's very good but absolutely after i showed you the force awakens trailer it's which better it's come way, on it's come way on. better it's way better it's way better it's but just the, the, again that's the, all feels like that's the, all know, heart it, it just reminds you star wars is is a feeling it is right. a it, it is a verb almost you know but again but it's an what, i'm sorry but, it's an adjective right but what we saw in the trailer looked breathtaking everything looked it fantastic did. it did the cgi looked great the actors looked great 
Uh, the action looked great. It looks like it's going to be still again, a lot of fun, a lot of new things to see, a lot of uh, things to tie up, and whew, can't wait. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. December. That's all we got to wait. Mm. Just a lot of good stuff uh, just, in, in the middle, though. Just eight more months. Just leading up to just that. Just eight more months. Uh, so that's going to do it for Super Movie Brothers tonight. We're obviously super excited about all the news that came out this week. Definitely. Uh, sorry for a little bit of our humdrum attitude. It is now one ten in the morning as we're recording this. We did two episodes tonight. We drank a we're lot. We're normally of done two hours ago. Two hours ago. <laughs> so. uh, we just, there was just so much content this week. It was just so much that like we... We want to comment on it, but we want to comment on it in a timely manner. By next week, there'll be something else to comment on. Who knows? So, uh, double episodes this week. Uh, I want to thank all of you guys for listening, sticking through it with us. And if you have any comments for anything that was said in this episode, you want to talk to us about the rise of the Skywalker, reach out to us at Super Movie Pod on Twitter or Super Movie Bros Podcast on Facebook. You can also check out our deeper thoughts on all this Star Wars stuff uh, over at Good Morning Mose Isley with me and Wes. We do have a full trailer breakdown there. We also get more in-depth into all the Star Wars series. So if you're a big Star Wars fan, make sure you're checking out that. We also have a sponsor for our show. Our sponsor is Blowfish. You can check them out at 4hangovers.com. Promo code SMBFISH. Get your 15% off. I am going to need some. Thank God they sent us some free, some free samples. I'm going to need some tomorrow for sure. And of course, course we are part of the podfix network you can check this you can check out podfix network at podfixnetwork.com check out all the shows that are part of the podfix network over there and of course thank you all for listening have a great night cheers cheers <laughs>